0: What an occasion, here we have it, finally a homeland for us pirates, pirate parasites, us winning, unemployed, some criminal underground dwellers, Dwellers. movers of the night, shifters of the dark, piglers of the vacant blocks, pimples of the underbelly of the stomach of the state of Uncle Victoria. Us men, the men of Box Hill, have finally found a home, a home which consisted of a number of properties, a number of buildings, an assortment of dwellings, open grass fields, semi-vacant blocks, late night video bungalows and the warm glow of restless, aimless men. As discussed earlier, Fuzzy Wuzzy and I had named our zone the Nocturnal Village. The Nocturnal Village. Village. We initially thought that there would just be a couple of us, on only a few adjacent blocks in Box Hill. But thanks to our own DS, DS spy, Harry the Squat, we had handed to us some additional government properties which we wholeheartedly accepted in a humble yet vomitous way. And what a, what a swag of properties it was, including military installations, power generators, dams and sewage recycling plants. Harry the Squat was in fact a subordinate THS scumbag, Roger Scrutiny. However, Harry was convinced, we convinced him I should say, that he should be our case manager as Roger Scrutiny had been the worst case manager since I was put at the mercy of an 80 year old DES worker who made me do 70 push-ups to prove I had a spiritual mullet. What an an arse Harry's one of those cool university types which lived in Paran and came over to Box Hill to work and do his drugs. He hung out with us, but gee, the guy was slimier than a long-haired commie who'd spent too much time at a Richmond Sloth Cafe. You know that's type, it's hot. But anyway, anyway, there you have it, the nocturnal village is finally established. Magically, we had acquired through corrupt DSS character Harry the Squat. We had a number of government housing properties which were only separated by flimsy fences. Just the the thickness of butterfly wings built by idle hippies. So finally, the Box Hill Band of Brothers, dregs of society, were united with an amazing six blocks, which we could turn into a suburban paradise and a psychological hell. hell. Well, here's the layout of the six blocks, a suburb collection of magical experiences. Keep Keep up, block one. The original 1960s brick house which we were given is where me and Fuzzburn had spent the first beginning of the creation of this property. I eventually move out as Fuzzburn stunk worse than a festering skunk but strangely Coldine, the inventor, and Keith Rankin move in. Rankin erected an awesome video screening space in the bungalow. The crew watched awesome videos in that bungalow late into the night Law oh, like Terminator, razor blade attitude, and igloo action. An amazing place to hang out and chill out harder than a bitch with a machine gun. Block two. This one we acquired uh, was a Victorian farmstead, beautiful 1890s estate with a massive block for farming. I took over this block where I made Fuzzburn my vegetable slave. I lived alone in the house like a Boer War king. While vegetables, fruit, and heroin poppies were grown out the back. Oh, I love this place. It's more amazing than spending money on bullets. What's that I hear? Someone thinks I'm barbaric? Well, if being barbaric includes ripping someone's soul out with your screaming, call me a criminal. I ensure that five screams an hour of the verbal punching bag which is Fuzzburn, you're bound to heal yourself of the time you drove straight through the red light with Fuzzy Wuzzy strapped to a mini skeleton, tied behind his P76, me driving the V8 in full throttle while he did jumps over all the bins and was shunting and smashing over early on bid morning, taking the rubbish Back to the streets, the garbage back to those beasts, like a present for an unkempt fat Latvian. Whatever, whatever. Block three. block 3. Now, this part of the block gave me the creeps. Fuzzburn appears to live here, in between bounds of sooking, but it's the site of an abandoned house. A really weird place where none of us are quite keen to visit, except Fuzzy Wuzzy and a couple of local ghoulies and mongrels which appear at dusk when you play recordings of Just My Faeces For Murder Prince Prince, the 1980s hit by Cindy Lauper. Bob Beatty once said he saw an Albanian cop taking a dump in there once. Not sure if he actually did whether he was just watching another one out of his Funniest cold-core cold, home um, videos, did It was just... Maybe it was just Sarge Dickens with the rugs in his runs. fake it's slavic it's mask. It's like, did I like to act <laughs> uh, block four. This is where Damo the Tripper and Peter Paradox live. I don't go there either. Utter madness. A pathetic 1970s joint when winners dance and spasm into the night. Don't go there. Unless you want to turn into an absolute idiot, of course. <laughs> I once saw a cardboard spacecraft lifting above the building when it was shot down by with me Lewis gun. Demo made it out of toilet rolls and helium dog bags. I laughed really bad and I actually got angry at myself. And then I got pretty depressed and standard I Uh, block five. This is where I spend most of my time outside, or outside of my when I'm outside my farmstead. Uh, this one's a rudbo- sort of rundown weatherboard house, and Bob Beatty, Razor Patchwork, and Rabbit the Hate Yabby live there. Steve Stevenson lives out the back in a tent, but you know what? This place is awesome. Booze, screaming, shirtless, moshing, and brick throwing. It's awesome. So just deal with, just the, deal monkeys. with the monkeys. Now, last but not least, Block 6. And what can I say about this place? Probably the largest and most intriguing part of the nocturnal village. There's a massive caravan where Truckloader lives. Uh, Like Lethal Weapon, that bloke and um, Mel Gibson, the cop. But yeah, it's a huge caravan. It's sort of, it's like the size of two basketball courts. He had it custom made there's also our community car park and burnout center and the what we call the artist shed Uh, percy honky and byron slasinger come here every month on a sunny weekend and do some experimental art i suppose you'd call it sort of experimenting with colors and that as different as these colorful lads are i love the kind of things they achieve in this artist's zone i've really seen them doing some worthwhile works there and contributing to the conversation, the communal rose-throwing schmozzle of it all, um, and just start punching them if you come down. You know, come in and have a look at what they're doing and, you know, realise, try and realise what they're emulating with their beauty and violence and displays on the phone to cops they've all tried to punch in their imagination. Now, the centrepiece for this macabre assortment of suburban sewer mongrels was Called the Devil's Kitchen. We actually created a standard yobbo barbecue area, but we melted the damn thing with a, within a few days. And after melting metal statues stolen from country towns, we, usually Turks or Kaiser soldiers, sometimes African Boer War men, foreign rifles that unsuspecting diggers, all that sort of thing. But I'm getting off topic there. The, the key thing here is the barbecue. Well, it was gone, and we needed a new eating area. Now there was a tree nearby so then cold iron just started a bonfire just like that chucked all the crap that we'd stolen on it and it hasn't stopped burning since we just you know it's it was a part-time job really just got to keep stealing stuff to chuck on it we just stand around it and try and cook raw meat it had burned faster than you could say hoddle street so we had to create a pulley system with chains above the death furnace Rabbit had climbed like a midnight spider monkey, and had possum entrails and platypus meat above the fire. This avoided burnt meat and was awesome. It looked like the outhouse of Idi Amin comedy show. Um, all this meat hanging by chains above suburban midwinter fire was a pretty good luck, was, you know, pretty good good luck in African culture. And we're pretty proud of it. That's what I call sustainable living while copping a little bit of rabies. A bit of. Uh, Light and shade. Well, I smashed down all the fences with Skeletor one night in a drunken burnout comp, so all of the properties made a pretty formidable land grab when you think about it. I'll I'll talk more about this in the next series, but for now we're we'll rocking this joint and we're we're pretty we're, pretty, we're in a pretty amazing era place of happiness at the moment, so you know things have smiled on us. So 10 stubbies to happiness and uh, signing out Sir Reginald the Bunyib Thrasher.